It's in the singing of the street corner choir. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Grape Culture, the podcast where three women drink wine and discuss feminist literature, pop culture and issues. I am Sam. I'm Kim. And I'm Ali. And we hope you enjoy the episode. On the final episode of 2021, we are going to be talking about Christmas films because tis the season to give a shit. Uh, before we get into that though, we do have some wine to talk about and this month week episode unsurprisingly we've gone with mulled so uh we will have some mulled wine it is um a rich and warming mulled wine crafted with the finest festive flavors to give an aromatic blend of cinnamon nutmeg clove spices and zesty citrus fruits cheers cheers <laughs> cheers this is a very nice mull good it's um quite sweet it is a very sweet and mull. it is not clove forward which i appreciate because cloves can get in the bin so on the goodly mull side of things, we're going to talk about Christmas films or slash holiday films slash films that you generally watch around the month. Do you guys have, first and foremost, do you have a favourite film that you're like, it, it isn't Christmas unless I watch this? I always associate like December with watching Disney films with my sister, but in terms of films that have Christmas scenes in them or wintry scenes in them that are not Disney, You've Got Mail, even though it's not really a Christmas film, has quite a heavy Christmas element. Right. Okay. Um, Gosh, and I did not expect you to go in that direction. Yeah, I just love all. it. I just love it. And then um, the holiday is one of those ones yes. where, yes. like, if the holiday is on, which it always is, yeah. I will watch it. And if it's not on, I'll probably. It's one of the ones Seek that I. It it's one of the ones that I can find the time to watch yeah. in a way that there are a lot of Christmas films that I, I don't care about that much, but um, that is one of them. Yeah. And in recent years, the Home Alone, because. Uh, it's my oh, partner's yeah. favourite. So right, okay, fair enough. Is oh, that we... they sing a new Home Alone? Did I hear that on the home, grapevine? Home sweet Home Alone. Home sweet Home Alone. Yeah, no, uh, it's wow. no. Why would you? It's a different story, different characters. There have been, um, I think, eight Home Alone films. <gasps> oh um, my gosh. Well, if it depends what you count, because one of them was with Macaulay Culkin playing a very traumatised older Kevin. Oh, okay. uh, who basically was a serial killer so maybe Wait, not maybe not what yeah, yeah i want to watch that one it was like a short it wasn't a, a whole <laughs> um a whole film but that's the thing that sounds great but home alone is a classic the yeah original, and maybe the first like three yeah. yeah yeah but i think like even that we don't watch it every year i am i am a person who can watch certain films over and over and over again and the holiday is definitely one of those films and i watch it and i'm like this is terrible and i love it Okay, so you've you've gone with um, you've got mail, weird flex, but okay. Um, uh, the holiday um, and Home Alone as of recently. Alex, how about you? I've got two. Okay. Uh, one of which is Love Actually. Mm-hmm. Just because <sighs> controversial. Yeah. Well, like it's just it does warm my soul. Yeah. And every time I watch it, like I feel safe yeah with that film okay. and i do feel like it's christmas yeah. and um i could watch it both drunk hungover um the happy sad <laughs> like oh just the two states of of alex yeah <laughs> um and my second choice is muppet christmas carol yes yes every year i watch muppet christmas carol um <laughs> and obviously have done from a very young age um and yeah, it just, as soon as that's on, and I have to watch it at home. I can't watch it in my adult home. I have to watch it in my parents' house. In your childhood home? Yeah. Right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
It's in the singing of the street corner choir. <laughs> and also, um, we used to have it on video, but recorded from the TV. Right. So um, I never got to watch the beginning bit as a child. So now when I see the beginning bit, it makes me feel complete. So what well, you mean the first song about Scrooge being a humbug? Yeah, it? it like yeah, cuts right. into that bit. Right. Fair. Yeah. Which like... is why I don't know the words to that bit. Because <laughs> it's not ingrained <laughs> in my soul. That is weird with those childhood films that you only ever saw on recorded VHS. And then when you expect there to be an ad break when you're watching it as an adult mm-hmm. with yeah. adverts for like 7up and lockets. Like and you almost like hear that. the adverts in your head yeah. in that moment. Yeah. It's like an album you've watched, like you've listened yeah. to over and over again. And you're like, you start singing the next song before yeah. it before it's over. And then you're like, oh no, wait, oh, this is true. not, this is Spotify. <laughs> I feel that way. We um, had a bootleg version of um, Peter Pan because our video thing got stolen and it had peter pan in it and our um babysitter gave us like a bootleg version that had sword and the stone at the end nice. so i'm always really confused when we watch sword and the stone without watching peter pan first <laughs> like because you had to watch peter pan first to watch sword and the stone what about you good yeah i mean mine have already been said really um muppet's christmas carol is the one that i'm like i have to watch it at christmas on christmas day because i just really enjoy it yeah um and I really, there was a phase when people I used to work with, I don't really know how it came up, but whenever we'd see each other in the office, it doesn't matter what time of year, we'd just go, come in and know me better, man. And that was, just, <laughs> that was like our greeting. So yeah, um, Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, Miracle on 34th Street, I just love because of Attenborough. Uh, <laughs> With Jingle Bells. Um, the Holiday is the one uh, Christmas rom-com that I would allow. Love Actually makes me cross to my bones. Um, um, number one, I was talking about Love Actually with someone today and we basically said, like, you have to have watched it at the time and liked it to like it now. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't watch it fresh now or and expect to like it because... It doesn't really hold up unless you have that nostalgia element and unless you live through the Sugar Babe song being everywhere and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Like, you have to have been there. <laughs> yeah. um, and it really doesn't hold up and there are some, like, twitchy moments. Um, but everyone has a different twitchy moment. Like, for some people, some people feel strongly about some things and don't notice other things. Like, uh, feel really strongly about the guy with the signs but don't give a crap about calling God of sex and um, <laughs> everything is fine except the women don't say anything and you're like yes that is a fair point Alan Rickman cheating on yeah and her, f- and that her is forever will be the yeah, moment the worst the worst makes Joni Mitchell even sadder somehow than Joni Mitchell already was yeah. so true um, the other thing is I have a confession I don't think I've ever seen Muppets Christmas Carol <gasps> Escandalo what? As I sit here in a Christmas jumper with mulled wine. Oh and my god. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any memory of any Muppet tree. I feel like I've let the side down. Yeah. Um, well, I've let Christmas down. Yeah. <laughs> I like Muppet's Christmas Carol bin. is there is nothing about it that isn't Christmassy. It's not one of those films where you're like, oh, it just happens to take place at Christmas. It's like It's it Christmas is Carol. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So it really surprises me that you haven't seen it. And also It surprises you know, me that I haven't okay. seen it honestly but yeah and yet here we are well there you go so our top great culture recommendations for a christmasy christmas are (laughs) home alone um muppet's christmas carol love actually the holiday and you've got mail (laughs) 
<laughs> I would like to defend if you've got mail briefly because <laughs> so this was the answer that I gave right. on my company Christmas quiz. Right. Um, and the whole point is you have to guess who who gave what film. Shockingly, I think everyone will guess that I chose You've Got Mail because I also put it as my favourite film on an earlier quiz. Um, But before I put it as my answer for a Christmas film, I googled it several times to be like, is You've Got Mail a Christmas film? Because there was some debate about whether Die Hard is a Christmas film. Well, yeah, we'll get on to that. Um, And it comes up on so many lists as a Christmas film and every single one they're like, doesn't just happen at Christmas, but there are so many significant scenes that happen at Christmas that it has become a Christmas film. Okay. And I think it's because it's like New York and they're all wearing hats and there's books and there's the run up to Christmas and there's the, the decorations yeah, movie and New York. there's the sad bit where she decorates her sad tree and everything's sad. And I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Oh no. my god, it's such a good film. We were too busy you watching Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, so. yeah that's exactly. fair, but also you don't like Tom Hanks. No, I, I, do I hate Tom I Hanks. Hate Tom Hanks. You both dislike Tom Hanks, yeah. so it's not really for you. Even Castaway doesn't do it. I mean that's fair what about Toy Story sorry we've got oh yeah that is true no I do love Toy Story but I can't see his face so I'm happy so you're arguing that You've Got Mail has significant weight behind it to be a Christmas film I'm arguing that it's not just me that thinks it's a Christmas film that's fair that's all so what do you think makes a Christmas film a Christmas film do you think it is something that is explicitly set at Christmas about Christmas um has to have at least one scene where everyone is wearing red and green or is it something that you traditionally watch at Christmas that makes you feel festive what which do you think or is it both I think a Christmas film capital C capital F has to take place at Christmas in which Christmas plays a pivotal role okay it doesn't so if we watch but your favorite film is not a Christmas there is a significant Christmas <laughs> Portion. It's forty percent Christmas. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I well, I, I, don't know. I haven't seen it, so I can't criticize. There are significant Christmas, and it, a lot of it is about like getting like the, the run up to Christmas is supposed to save her shop. Right. Okay. In my head, it's like Groundhog Day or something. Um. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um. He's in that as well, isn't he? That's Bill Murray. Oh, that's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Who also Scrooge? Great Christmas film. Well, there you go. Um, I was going to say, like, Legally Blonde, if Legally Blonde happened to take place at Christmas, right? Okay, but fine. was just the plot of Legally Blonde, yeah. it would not be a Christmas film, because Christmas is not important to the plot of Legally Blonde. Okay. But Christmas has to be important to the film, to make it a capital C, capital F Christmas film. But, in our hearts, at Christmas, any film is a Christmas film. That's fair. If you watch it at Christmas and it brings you joy and makes you happy, which is pretty much what Christmas is all about, yeah. And, um, yeah. Doing Godspeed. I think there's like two levels to Christmas films. There's the ones that obviously do centre around Christmas. And so, like, if a new film was released and it centred around Christmas, it would automatically be a Christmas film. Yeah. But, like you say, Kim, I think there's also the layer of films that have become so traditional in households mm. that will forever be their Christmas films. And I'm sure, like, people have got, like, Harry Potter or exactly. Lord of the Rings yeah. or yeah. something that, like, the family would all sit around together to watch. Exactly. Um, but obviously Christmas doesn't play a part in any of those films. Yeah. Well, Christmas is a, is a story, like, it's an event that happens in every Harry Potter film uh, or, or book. So I don't know if it happens in every film, but yeah, I can see the link there. Yeah. I think the idea that, like, the idea that I've read it, so I've, I've read this in a justification for what I thought as a Christmas film. Um, <laughs> but it is, like, 
could the plot have happened without Christmas? Right, yeah, fair enough. If the plot can't happen without Christmas... It's a Christmas film. Then it's a Christmas film. And if it can, then it's not. In the in the official pop culture, like, definition thereof. But as, we, as we're saying, like, if it's your Christmas film, it's your Christmas film. And no judgment here. No judgment. So you mentioned Die Hard a couple of times, Kim. Do we think that Die Hard constitutes a Christmas film? Or, before we get into that, who's seen it? I've seen it so many times. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> oh okay, God. well, allow me to allow me please, to hold yeah. court. Yeah, please yeah. do. <laughs> so, uh, my ex-boyfriend is it Bruce, Wi- it's Bruce it's Willis? It's Bruce Willis. Okay, my ex-boyfriend was Ooh. obsessed. It was Alan Rickman's like first film. Yeah. I didn't know that. My ex-boyfriend was yeah. obsessed with Bruce Willis. Um, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I've seen just so many Bruce Willis films and obviously watched Die Hard a lot. Um, And I was sceptical that apparently Die Hard is a Christmas film because, you know, I mean, you guys have met me. The the listeners have listened to our previous Christmas things. I'm very Christmas. Yes. Uh, And I don't, I don't really associate Christmas with like guns are blazing. Terrorists and terrorists and falling off buildings and bank robberies fake terrorists yes spoilers um but the fact of the matter is per the definition that i just gave that it has to take place at christmas and christmas was an integral part of the plot if it wasn't christmas it couldn't happen die hard could not happen if it wasn't set at christmas because the whole point is that they are at a Christmas party right. and he is visiting to reconnect with his wife because it's Christmas so he can be with his daughter and the rest of the building is empty and the response times of the armed for- the like the, the police force and everything would be slower because right. it's Christmas and all of that plays into the perfectly plotted plan of Alan Rickman before he falls off the building. Oh, Hans uh, ha- uh, <laughs> fucking judge called frollo style into the fire below <laughs> um, gaston style exactly yeah. slash any villain yeah. any just any slash any villain that you don't want to be seen killing because it makes you look bad exactly knock them off a building exactly yeah. um so die hard the first the month yeah absolutely how many, how many is there? there are f- four, four i know of that i've definitely seen there there's... might be there might be now be five or seven wasn't there a more recent one that was a fifth one? I think there was a fifth one. Um, I can't remember it was four or five where they like do a flip in a car over an intersection with a helicopter that goes underneath it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> perfectly, perfectly. Yeah. Really logical. Festive. Yeah. <laughs> um, perfectly so, festive. Yeah. Die Hard the first <laughs> absolutely is a Christmas film. Die Hard the second, I think it's the second, which also takes place at Christmas. Mm is not a Christmas film because the only reason that it takes place at Christmas is because the first one did. Right. Not because Christmas serves any purpose. Right. And in fact, it's kind of weird because they make it seem like the the airport would be really... It takes place in an airport. Mm -hmm. Make it seem like the airport would be really empty and it's not because Christmas. There you go. There's a there's a unexpected thesis. It's weird how things stick with you. Um, as to why Die Hard is a Christmas film. So, you know, yeah. for anyone who knew me at uni, you all know where that came from. And uh, enjoy. So other than Christmas must form an integral part of the plot and without it, the plot doesn't happen. What are the ingredients that you think make a good Christmas film? Well, I feel like it goes against the Die Hard 
thing. Well, there you go. This is why yeah, argue which is die well, like I feel like there has to be some kind of. Uh, I can't think of the right adjective. Like mushiness. <laughs> sentimentality yeah there you go that's better than mushiness but like it has to give you the feels and i haven't watched die hard but i'm assuming it doesn't give you the sentimental feels there are there is some sentimentality there's also the limo driver with his giant teddy bear which is like the best bit um there is some there is a bit of sentimentality there's like a friendship forged over walkie talkie and like falling in love again and the you know the true friends are the friends that we made along the way and all that sort of shit <laughs> yeah okay um it is surprisingly i don't know why i'm defending it so much uh <laughs> because it's not it's not what i would choose to watch as a christmas film but unfortunately it does fit many of the things that you would think of if you think of like the importance of family or the miracle of christmas or isn't it great that we're all together or maybe there's a christmas party or lots of red and green what ingredients do you think a Christmas film needs? Um, I think, well, other if you take the Christmas out of it, take that for granted, let's say, um, <laughs> then I do think there is often a... Oh, no, because I never just say what you're saying is like the sentimentality. I think that is part of it because I was going to say there's always a romantic element, but I don't think there is because for children's Christmas films, yeah. it's much more of a like... That, that sentimentality is different. It's uh, like friendship or friendship or Father you might have had a really tough life but don't worry there's a fictional man in a red suit who comes down your yeah. chimney to bring you things um i guess oh it sounds so trite and awful but there's always like a hopeful thing like mm-hmm. christmas films are annoyingly positive you don't get like a christmas tragedy and go yeah i'm really gonna watch that over yeah. the turkey do you do no, you think yeah Kim, you're looking like you have a feeling I have about Die Hard again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go down as someone who loves Die Hard. Um, no, I I agree with you entirely. Like Christmas films are meant to be about like hope and joy and um, sentimentality or mushiness. And I think your your differentiation between children's films, which is more about like family and, and overcoming stuff, and then definitely now, like especially what is marketed to us as thirty something women the romance element uh, yeah. you know you people talk- find your prince charming at christmas time. yes he might be a knight from 1322 <laughs> <laughs> you know people talk about hallmark movies at yeah. christmas and that's very mm. much romance but i was just thinking of one particular film but spoilers right have you guys seen last christmas no no no, no desire to so so last christmas is the one with the um, Wham and George Michael soundtrack right. with Amelia Clark and Henry Golding, and it came out <gasps> a couple of years ago. I have right. seen it. I have actually seen it, and it's supposed to be all lovely and heartwarming. Oh my god! I, and cr- everything. I actually cried so much. And then oh. you get there's the fucking plot twist. Spoiler, 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 spoilers. I guess I did get guess. Yeah, I guessed twist. it too. But still, there's a fucking plot twist where it turns out that he's been dead all along, and right. she has his heart. Yeah. Oh, like literally off. has his heart yeah, literally a heart, had heart, a heart transplant, transplant and has his heart oh that makes me a bit sick it's oh, and it, like it, it's supposed to be like oh don't wait you only get one life don't waste it and all this sort of shit and like um go forth and live in the spirit that he lived his life and be great and all this sort of shit and all it did was make me mad in your words sam it made me cross so we talked about christmas films as being part of a very 
broad cultural Christmas experience. But there's another part of that that's kind of like a miniature version, which is um, Christmas adverts. How do we feel about those? Because they are kind of miniature Christmas narratives quite often, rather than just here, come and buy a thing. Mm. Do we think they qualify as Christmas films? Are we fans of them? Go. (laughs) I don't think they necessarily qualify as Christmas films. I also, despite being Captain Christmas, I'm not a fan. Okay, well, um, why? I think they're a bit much. <laughs> they started off all right, don't get me wrong, and I like to be in my feels, and I, I you know, I like to be heartwarmed. But it's got to the point where it's not, it's not about heartwarming or telling a story or anything. It is lit. They are trying to make you cry. And they are trying to make you talk about them. And I don't want to be someone who complains about adverts or whatever. As I said earlier, I'm not a Daily Mail reader. I'm not <laughs> I'm not interested in getting all up in arms about adverts. But like, it's just so much. They're so long and you, it's like you have to pay attention to them. And you have to care and you have to you suddenly find yourself crying whilst you're just trying to fucking cook your sausages. And <laughs> I just like, they're, ultimately they're just... Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, they're just selling you something, and I, I get a bit annoyed with the fact that like it started off all cute, and there's a penguin and whatever, and now it's like you have to, I don't know, fucking contemplate the meaning of life, and then at the end it goes by Sainsbury's, and you're like, fuck off. <laughs> I um, I'm actually a massive fan of okay. the Christmas advert with the long narrative, um. <laughs> Because I think, like, inevitably they're going to try and flog you shit tons of stuff at Christmas anyway. Mm. Like, they're all in direct competition with each other. They all want to make their money. So why not give you some kind of beautiful cinematic experience whilst they try and flog you something? It's going to happen anyway. I would rather be entertained and have a little cry. And at the end of the day, I don't usually buy from them anyway. So I just don't, I don't need adverts making me cry. (laughs) <laughs> everything else makes me cry I cry at adverts that aren't about Christmas like it can be about a hoover and sometimes I'll yeah. just have a little weep yeah. well it's true. that fucking Amazon advert with the, the dog the golden retriever that dresses up like a lion oh yeah that is yeah <sighs> oh. and then the child is scared and the dog looks sad and then you're like <gasps> Felix and then he the weird thing about them is that um, people now find them so synonymous with Christmas that they go oh well it's definitely Christmas now because I saw the new John Lewis advert last night yeah like it's like it's like the kickoff. Well, that well, used to be the coke advert. Yeah, it used to be holidays are coming. Holidays, which I saw the other day and I had a great time. It came quite early. It was in like I saw it like in November. But yeah, it's like a social media moment, and this is what I mean. And then you get like six notifications in a day, being like Sainsbury's dropped their Christmas advert. People are up in arms about the Sainsbury's Christmas advert. Not enough Christmas in the Sainsbury's Christmas advert. And well, for fuck's sake! And you know what? <laughs> there isn't bad. enough Christmas in any of the Christmas adverts. If we're really being yeah. really persnickety about it, persnickety, persnickety, lemony persnickety. Yeah, if I'm going to be a, of if I'm going to be lemony persnicket, <laughs> um. There is not enough Christmas in any Christmas adverts unless there is a fucking baby Jesus and a little donkey. I just, yeah, I get, I get, I get annoyed by people being annoyed in the same way that I get annoyed when people are like, oh, they're ruining Christmas with, with Starbucks cups. And you're like, it's Starbucks. They're not responsible for Christmas. Shockingly enough. The last couple of years have been hard enough. I do not need another reason to cry. Mm. 
And there's the argument as like, oh, the happy Christmas. But I don't think, I don't think that they are anymore. I think that they are trying to make you cry at whatever cost. They're trying to make give you the happy feel. They're, they're not trying giving to happy feels. An they're trying to connection with them as a brand. Yeah, which is which I, I weirdly uh... like if if they don't make me feel enough, I get more angry at them. I love how we're all just angry at them for different reasons. We're just angry at uh, capitalism, I think. Yeah, that's, that <laughs> we is can true. Take this. But for if co-opting they... <laughs> Christmas and for co-opting our feelings. But if they don't make me like kind of have the feels of the like happy, warm moments of like I don't know an elderly man getting like a present from a child, I'm like angry at them for not giving me the feels that like you've not tried hard enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you said it off mic. Breathy acoustic oh, covers so of pop songs or old songs over emotional scenes slash like horses running or something that's completely unrelated to anything at least the horses in the tsb advert that's the logo but it'll be like things completely unrelated to anything like water flowing through sand and then it's like christmas and you're like they're multiplying (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah it's bullshit uh so yeah. And that Christmas single always goes really far up the charts and I fucking hate, oh. hate you all. Yeah. I mean I think we've drifted into the world of Christmas, Christmas music. Media. Yeah, but gosh. it is all tied together and that all of this is bundled up to give you Christmas feelings when you're like, aha, make me money. Um I suppose when, I, but I, when did difference... Christmas feelings become make you cry? Uh, I don't want to cry. You you feel sentimental, and nine times out of ten, that makes you feel like makes you cry. But I think the difference is with you know Christmas films. We opt to watch them either on our favorite streaming service, or you know on TV or or DVD if you so Mm -hmm. choose. Um, Whereas a Christmas advert is just thrown in your face. Yeah, yeah. Which is why it's like, hey, were you having a nice time watching your favorite show? Feelings. feelings yeah feelings. this That's is the thing oh you you decided to watch a half hour sitcom to make yourself laugh because the world <laughs> is an absolute garbage fire oh let me give you three minute advert break that's designed to destroy you emotionally yeah. and yeah. put you back in therapy cool 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 cool, 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 cool. <laughs> also you're shit because you didn't spend 150 pounds on your mum this year yeah yeah true and yet this look how happy this mum is with her humble gift uh, her humble uh, gift of a fucking glove yeah, from one, John Lewis. One two two thousand pound leather glove. Oh, yeah. I saw the Pandora one recently, oh, and it was like Pandora. the give the gift of Pandora this Christmas. I'm like, how about no? Although of course, <laughs> Pandora's box. What was at the bottom? Hope, and all oh, we're back round to hope and Christmas. Hope oh, and Christmas. Good tenuously. Oh. And on that hopeful note, I think it's time for us to take a break. Yes, recalibrate. Here, Make please allow this uh, three-minute sponsor from, my <laughs> <laughs> and, from our sponsors. And now a message from our sponsors. Have feelings! Breathy <laughs> song! <laughs> Alex, would you like a bre- to do us a breathy song to, to leave the... Have yourself a wee in the break <laughs> and some more mulled wine. <laughs> Beautiful. See you after the break! <laughs> So we're back from the break to talk some more about Christmas movies uh, and good ones, bad ones, ugly ones. Uh, and then there's Love Actually. But, <laughs> but um, before we do that, let's check in and see how we're all getting on with our drinks. We had some um, sort of generic mulled wine from Asda at the beginning. How did everybody find it? Was it... 
Christmas? It was very pleasant. It wasn't very strong in flavour. No. Um, I've had Mullia wine. <laughs> I've mulled Mullia wine. Mullia. Um, <laughs> and it did make me a little bit sad that there are no markets this year. But it was very pleasant. Thank you very much for mulling the wine. Good. That's fine. I put it in a saucepan, made it hot. Done. And how did you find the mull, Alexander? It's nice. I'm still nursing it because I'm drinking very slowly. Um, and it's it's very mull, but now it is cold. Yeah, it's not the same cold, is it? No. Nah. Um, um, but what I did bring with me, and I haven't cracked it open yet, is a tiny can of Coke. Excellent. Um, because Why? holidays are coming. Because holidays, holidays are, are coming. coming. But also um, because I always used to get a tiny can of a fizzy drink in my stocking when I was little. Hmm. And then as I got older, it then developed into a can of Strongbow. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but Such class. I really didn't want to buy a can of Strongbow from Tesco's. So you went so, for tiny coke, tiny coke, but not there. from Woolworths because they used to be from Woolworths. Yeah, very small cans. Uh, and now we're on to other drinks. So um, Alex has her mini can of coke lined up. <laughs> uh, Kim, I think you've moved on to a red, haven't you? I have. Yes, I've moved on to the gold label, twenty twenty Cabernet Sauvignon mm-hmm. from Marks and Spencers. Of course. Um, it is smooth and rounded, much Aww. like my eyes. I was going to say um, the say Virgin Mary's. or my eyes? Oh. oh. I was going to say the Virgin Mary's tummy, but all right. Taste, ripe cassis and mint. Oh. Food, roasted meats. Uh, medium body suitable for vegans. From the sun-kissed Mediterranean vineyards of the languedoc Roussillon. this red displays all the hallmarks hey. of high-quality Cabernet Sauvignon with the ripe berry fruit flavours, a fine structure and overtones of mint. Uh, this is a Belinda, not a Sioux. Um, now I chose this for two reasons. Number one was the oh. reference to Hallmark there, um, because we are going to be talking about Hallmark rom-coms and Christmas movies shortly. Yeah. And also because it's called Gold Label and you put gold labels on presents at Christmas. Smart. Nice. It's got gold and red, two colours of Christmas. It looked, colour, and it's in a green glass bottle. It yeah, looked Christmassy. It felt appropriate. It was a last minute choice because I was going to get it for my naked wines christmas box and then i didn't um what about you sam um i wish i'd done something more christmasy but basically i went mulled wine i'm gonna buy that for everyone and then i went i'm gonna buy something that i want to drink for the second <laughs> um so this is the uh screening pig sauvignon blanc from new zealand um the label says so there's a lot of uh strike throughs which i'm going to do in a different accent different accent oh, yes. go on p- pitch an accent and i'll try scottish scottish all right then uh, <laughs> so this little pig went to Market, New Zealand. This little pig, <laughs> this little pig stayed home in Marlborough. This little pig had roast beef. This little pig had none. Cool fermentation. <laughs> this little pig went wee 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 wee. Well uh, is what it says on the front of the label, which I don't think are the tasting notes, or at least I hope not, because wee 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 should not be tasting notes <laughs> for anyone. Um, no. <laughs> and then what it actually says on the back is um, this little pig went globe trotting, discovering. Cracking. So, fine wines from the world's best vines. The, the grapes for this ceiling, squealing pig Sauvignon Blanc was sourced a long way from anywhere. From uh, Avatar Valley. Avatar Valley? Not what it says. Marlborough. Um, the, <laughs> the wine was cool fermented and left on lees to develop an aromatic texture. Bursting with flavour, this wine is mouthwateringly good. 
perfectly crisp and refreshing with tropical fruit flavours of pineapple, passion fruit and citrus. Well done. Hey. Well, I really well, enjoyed like, that. Yeah, Thanks. you did well. Really Thank you very that. much. Um, and why did you choose the pig? Just because you wanted it? Uh, pigs and blankets. Yeah. yeah. The best part of Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, if you are hankering for some more grape culture, please do go and check out our previous Christmas episodes because guess what? They're as chaotic as this one. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, you mentioned hallmarking or hallmark on the tasting notes on your wine. I did. Um, that brings us on to something else we wanted to talk about today which is hallmark christmas movies slash christmas rom-coms specifically because they are like a sub-genre of christmas films mm. not slasher films not slasher <laughs> slash not slasher christmas films. slasher films of which there are far fewer than there should be um what do we think about this kind of tendency to pair christmas and romance together for films for adults and specifically female adults. I definitely think it's recent. Like, I'm sure it's always existed. And I know, obviously, we've we've referenced a few films already that have been rom-coms that have lasted in our Christmas memory. But we've also referenced a lot of um, family-friendly films in a way that I don't think... They don't make them like they used to. <laughs> in recent years, I think, the... And I think this is partially with the globalisation of social media and the fact that we are more ingrained in an American culture than we ever have been before... And I think with the rise of Netflix, who are making their own films and that kind of weird Christmas nostalgia that we have. And there's been a campery to um, Christmas and Christmas television in the last five years that I think was missing for a while. Mm. Um, Because I think Love Actually is quite camp. And then you have a dearth. There was no that like rom-coms died out for a while, like in the mainstream and there was a dearth of campery and I think that that's come back and with that everyone now knows what Hallmark Christmas movies are Mm. and already most people do or what we mean when we say Hallmark Christmas movies because we don't actually necessarily mean Christmas movies shown on the Hallmark channel we also mean a Christmas Prince 3 whatever from Netflix like sentimental really formulaic christmas yeah Yeah, really truly formulaic christmas things and we've talked i've talked before about and i think we've talked before yeah on the danny brown episode we talked before about being romance readers and the kind of formulaicness of that and christmas romance books are also a whole thing and it's kind of like that but in a film Mm. except way more popular than romance novels traditionally are there's like 15 new ones on netflix alone every year and they're all terrible (laughs) and it's always and and like you say it's very formulaic they all follow it i think and they do seem to be mostly marketed to millennial women and it used to be that the christmas films that you get you get one or two really big christmas films every year and they would be family friendly affairs you know the santa claus or elf or whatever and polar express <laughs> <laughs> less said about that we don't talk about we polar don't express. talk tom hanks you <laughs> <again>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and even like you've got mail is a rom-com but i don't think it falls under that category of hallmark christmas movie whereas what we're talking about is like b-list someone who was an extra in once upon a time suddenly starring in a film that is all yeah. about christmas and yeah. her name is probably joy or holly, holly. yeah or sorry <laughs> noel. Holly. Or, noel yeah. there is literally a film called noel Ugh. with anna kendrick in it which is a noel in it 
and yeah and they are they are very very twee and it's like drinking a cinnamon spiced hot chocolate with extra whipped cream and marshmallows has anyone else noticed this that these are this is what is being quite like forced down our throats at christmas in a way that everyone's used to christmas being really in your face but this seems like particularly over the last like five years Mm. by the way have you fallen in love in christmas yet and if not are you a failure as a human and is there a surprise baby in your future (laughs) (laughs) mystery baby i agree but i also think that it is because of streaming services because Mm. um I think this has always been there. And if I've not gone through everything on the um, the first suggested thing when you search Netflix, when you search Christmas on Netflix, as Alex and I found earlier, is the first category is um, romantic holiday movies or yeah. romantic Christmas rom-coms. Um, and collecting those things all in one place has not really happened before the streaming services. Mm. Uh, and I haven't gone through them all and looked at the, um, not publication dates, but you know the, the, the dates that these films came out or the years these films came out. So dates they were released. Released. That's the one. Released. <laughs> but I don't first necessarily edition. <laughs> first edition Tosh. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether they have been there all along, and we've just not noticed them because they've been much more nefarious. Mm. Um, I mean, the China, <laughs> nefarious the, Christmas films. The, the, the China, I would watch. Will nefarious. The Channel um, Five film has existed exactly, for a long time. Exactly, and yeah. there's that trash element so i don't uh, yeah i genuinely don't know whether it's that this seems to have been something that's more readily churned out whether it's a case of the world is on fire has been pretty shit since 2016 let's make trash christmas films or those where women are have already been there in a particular box yeah yeah yeah. um where they all and we talk about the joy of family in small town america and all the things that um yeah everyone was mad about basically yeah or whether there's been a film that kicked it off or well, i don't know but there are there's a proliferation of terrible rom-coms um that have that are more readily accessible now yeah proliferation is a great word it is a good word i thought that well done thanks, thanks and i th- I think it's it comes down to what you were saying kim as well this kind of this age old you can't be alone for the holidays. Like you can't. Coughing season. Yeah. Thing. Oh, like you're, like if yeah. if you are not in a relationship during the moments in which you're meant It'll to be, be then Christmas. you know then then you're a failure. And and usually it's kind of like they yeah. use women to portray that. It's like well, women will be upset if they haven't got a partner. Women fail. Men just so wild oats. Yeah, it is. It is a very... step backwards almost. They do feel like a step backwards. Because... They all have wonderful coats and their perfect hair and they all wear heels to shovel the snow and they all work in charming bakeries or charming school teachers or Or charming something. Publishing. Weirdly, architects, but that don't do any actual architecture. Or they're super, 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 super high-powered business yes. women and they need a man to show them i don't yeah. have time for romance i am and yeah. and they just need some like guy with who with a plaid shirt and an axe to show them the true meaning of christmas that's fine for me um and <laughs> all this is makes me sound like i don't enjoy this which unfortunately i do um but i can enjoy something and realize that it's problematic they are they fall into that bracket of uh alex you called it something earlier Five star, one stars. Five star, one stars. 
As in, like, you're like, yes, this is so bad, it's good. I love that. Yeah. I love that as a term. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a really good term, and I think that's exactly what they are. Like, nobody is watching these thinking, A, that it's high cinema, B, this is how I need to live my life. For all our ladies in these Christmas films, absolutely go for it. Like, make your money, oh, snog your men, <laughs> be the spirit of Christmas, absolutely love it. But I do question the... Um, the meaning. The... the, the decision behind marketing these very perfect and this is always our criticism but like these very perfect looking people in these massive houses who somehow own a struggling bakery yeah and a yeah, like yeah, five yeah. bedroom suburban house the, yeah. <sighs> the at, Christmas i think it's because it's specifically at us and they're always whimsical and they're always quirky and they're always like there's always something for them to overcome that's not really that difficult and then everything is suddenly fixed and I know that that's nice and it's kind of like it's it's absolutely diluting that hopeful heartwarming feeling that you were talking about with Christmas films earlier into into triteness and slightly gross feelings and it's like the combination of good Christmas films and then the meaning behind them and what we were talking about with Christmas adverts, because I feel like ultimately they are trying to sell us nice coats. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, very good point. Yeah. 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 I've definitely yeah. seen a lot of like, a lot of uh, notched collar, like tailored, tailored, cinched in, a in at the waist. of like muted tones. And yeah. I'm like, that's a fucking great coat. That is See also, look how berets, scarves. Yeah. Gloves, mittens, and boots. Yeah. Yeah. Any any and all of the above in any and then when they take the coat off and they have just this, like effortlessly chic, tight skirt. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's that what this rises. Maybe it is John Lewis slowly yeah. taking over. You will buy a kilt and a roll neck, you fucking dick. If it, <laughs> yeah. if it turns out that they are all backed by like fucking I is Sears still a thing? Halliburton's. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Fifth Avenue. Like any yeah. generic name brand. Bloomingdale's yeah. I think is closed down. But like that version yeah, of like yeah, American yeah. Macy's shop. Yeah. Definitely Macy's. They're, they're all about the Christmas. They love it. Um, yeah. That's that's what it feels like to me. Um, and yet it's all I want to do right now. <laughs> it's I, all I want to you know do. What I want is I want some knee high heeled boots. I want some nice jeans. I want a long coat. I want a beret and a scarf. And I want to punts around Fifth Avenue and mm-hmm. just have the time of my life. Here's a question that comes back to something you were talking about earlier, Kim, which is uh, this idea of like being upsold on Christmas, whether it is from a sentimentality point of view or an actual commercialism point of view. Do you think that Christmas movies help to hype Christmas up to a point where it can never live up to it? Do you think it creates an ideal that actually will never happen? I think for some people it does. Especially in combination with Instagram. Yeah. Um, I'm specifically calling out Instagram in this regard because I do think that there, and I'm going to use the term Pinterest Christmas even though I definitely (laughs) blame Instagram for this, like there is Christmas. yeah there is there is a there is a vision of christmas that is unattainable because it's only in stills or fake films and i don't necessarily feel beholden to that kind of christmas because i love the christmas that i have but i think if you if that isn't your christmas if that isn't your christmas like if you don't already have a connection like say i do or 
or a belief in something or if you're trying to forge a new path especially if you are someone who is interested in being on social media which is completely fine and making your money that way like you feel beholden to this perfect christmas that like isn't isn't attainable and i think it's 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 harmful as well to people who don't have that and want you know want mm. the the connection side of christmas and are seeing all these um beautiful shows and beautiful instagrams and and everything great of coats. these yeah, yeah great coats <laughs> of these you know these falling in love and everything and it's it's almost designed to make some people feel bad and i think it it for for most people i don't think it matters and i think people enjoy christmas for what it is and people laugh it's certainly i think in britain people laugh about like christmas is yelling about quality stream who ate the last fucking toffee penny <laughs> um that is the best quality stream true that it's a bold claim no I, it's definitely true no it's a bold claim but not if you have uh, loose fillings or teeth uh, or, yeah, braces. So. or braces but that is why they are the best because for several years i couldn't have them denied uh, yeah. 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 yeah um Fair. but yeah <laughs> i think that it's it's slightly different in the uk but i do think that it can be really harmful for people who don't have that and who want that and especially yeah. people who look to tv shows and everything for comfort which you know everyone does so many people do um to not see the reality of it and it's the one-two punch of you watch a film and you go oh well that was clearly a film and it's clearly fictional but then you go on instagram which is supposed to be reality reality and it's mm. and you're seeing you know fucking kim kardashian lookalikes in in gorgeous trees that they've rented and everything like in that and it's like it's it can be <laughs> like very Tarzan. harmful and it's such a delicate time of year for people who yeah. do feel sensitive but also who don't have yeah who, who don't have who that connection with a, struggle yeah. with personal connection especially because so much of the emphasis and i'm i'm wary of this with my love of christmas i'm wary of the fact that i'm or i'm aware of the fact that i love it because i have a strong familial connection and i've been fortunate in that regard yeah to enjoy it and even though my family are crazy and we always argue and everything's always terrible <laughs> i still always love it but some people don't have that some people don't have that kind of security security and able to laugh about it and it's like it's genuinely bad shit happening yeah. Yeah. and so when i'm going on about oh i fucking love christmas and it's the best i like if you don't love it that's completely fine and I don't want to be the person that makes you feel bad about it. I want to be the person that makes you enjoy the time that you are in my house and and give you a part of what I enjoy. Which is why I don't, you know, one of the many reasons why I'm not an Instagram model. Um, but yeah, it can be really difficult for a lot of people and I really recognise that. And I think that the films combined with what the films turn into on Instagram, because I do think the two are really, really, really connected. But I might be wrong about that. There's this weird line, isn't there, between like this aspirational Christmas of like, wouldn't it be lovely to have that? And also the line of, I don't have that. And seeing other people have that is making me really sad and unhappy. Mm -hmm. And I think these movies never... We are talking about like the lack of Christmas tragedies or, you know, and we, mm. we talked about last Christmas and things. There's no counterweight. There's yeah. no... Uh, balance to christmas where mm -hmm. it's just like everything must be happy and there's no realism yeah, yeah. Um, i mean that's the thing even last christmas is 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 there's no realism because, there's no realism yeah, it's, it's no, a fantasy there, yeah. there's always an element yeah. of like magicalness yeah. isn't and there it's lovely to have that but i think it's very 
it can be very damaging to mm. not yeah. see the other side of it. I think like the two things about Christmas are family, uh, being together, mm-hmm. and stuff and presents and <laughs> materialism and family. Well, yeah, yeah. and and, you and know, if you... the birth of Jesus. Well, yeah, but like in terms of a modern day in Christmas, terms of the modern Christmas culture. I know. I yeah, just, Jesus I just, is. I like... have to throw it in there at least once. And how it's depicted. Throw Jesus in wherever yeah. you like, mate. And and it's how he's only a baby. He fits wherever. <laughs> Um, combat and how <laughs> Christmas is depicted within the films in which we're talking about mm-hmm. yeah there's um, very and the few, adverts like, as well sexy nativities are there for example um, oh nativity is a good film though to be fair <laughs> but that's like a the one about the the, the school show yeah yeah it? yeah it's, not, it's, it's it's not sexy Joseph and there's no sexy Joseph the three homoerotic wise men or whatever it would no but I would to like to see this, <laughs> this film um, but in terms of the context in which we're talking about which yeah. uh, you know these it is a modern film northern hemisphere western northern hemisphere cultural Christmas mm-hmm. yes so it's very specific. Um, mm-hmm. so the films and the adverts the two things are family and being together and being loved and finding joy with with another person Mm -hmm. rather than just oneself Mm -hmm. um and then the second thing is things and stuff and presents and money and if you don't have all those things then you're going to be unhappy yeah and you know nine times out of ten people don't have both or sometimes either of those Mm. things yeah so if you don't have a close family network or you don't have that loved one at christmas or you don't have any money and you can't give your children or that family or yourself all that stuff then it's like you failed mm. yeah so it can be actually quite crushing yeah and yeah. um, yeah. um, i suppose i do love a christmas film but i feel very fortunate that you know i'm not super well off and i don't have a ginormous family but I can buy myself a miniature can of coke and i can go <laughs> home and see my parents yeah also it bears noting like all the Christmas films that we've referenced, especially the Hallmark ones, are very heteronormative and yeah. overwhelmingly white. Um, and cisgendered. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, able-bodied. And, yeah. yeah. And there is a, um entire genre of black-led Christmas films. Mm-hmm. I, as a white middle-class woman in the UK, I'm not being marketed those those films. And that is... That is... That is adds to that alienation for people who may or may not enjoy christmas yeah um yeah if you don't see your christmas reflected then how the hell are you going to relate to these yeah and again that's i think the difference like in the uk we do see our christmas represented sometimes it's in eastenders but we do we are able to see like quite a lot of maybe not exactly our christmases but like closer to our christmases than i think most of the world sees yeah and then you know we're not even getting into the fact that most of the world doesn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, we're talking um, very. We, we started this episode talking about holiday, but we have very specifically focused on. Christmas yeah, and, and that is that's in of that's in, not. Yeah, yeah, that's in and of itself a yeah. thing. Um, a lot of the podcasts and everything I listen to talk about the difficulty in finding a Hanukkah Christmas book. Hanukkah. These these shows, as much as they are like presenting themselves as harmless fun, are certainly doing harm to some people many people i'm sure on that note worst christmas movie you've ever seen please share because some of them best five star one star best five star one star i'm gonna go first okay because the one that i remember 
there have been various ones that have just been like so forgettable I can't even five star one star them because yeah. it just sort of happened mm-hmm. Ghosts of Girlfriends Past <laughs> Ooh. which is a Matthew McConaughey film I think um, and I think Jennifer Garner was the female lead and it's this guy who meets a girl at Christmas and then he's kind of revisited by look how much you fucked up your relationships in the past Oh, I think I have seen that. I watched it on a plane to Australia in 2009. Was it in in the winter? No, it was uh, August. Uh, (laughs) Why were you watching this on a plane to Australia in August? Because it's a 26-hour flight and I didn't have a lot of choice. Okay, fair. So... I'm surprised it was one of the choices. Right? Weird, right? Um, But no, I watched it then and it was, honestly, it stuck with me because of how much i hated it there have been so many retellings of a christmas carol and this is the one that i went what (laughs) what what are you You hoping to say here it was terrible ghost of girlfriends past do not watch i don't know exactly which one it was because it turns out that she's been in a million of them including one based on one of my favorite christmas novels so i'm gonna need to watch that okay um but i watched at some point a lacey chabert aka gretchen wiener's christmas film oh yeah she's also not always in movie did you know that i didn't know that um this is 10 hallmark christmas movies starring queen of nice lacey chabert oh wow she's been in at least 10 at least 10 because this is the top 10 all of her films. I don't know which one it was, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that they were all shit. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was the A Wish for Christmas 2016, oh, which seems about awful. right. No, it oh, must have been earlier than that because title. I must have. It must have been before. You know what? It must have been Matchmaker Santa because I was living with my brother-in-law. Matchmaker Santa. Yeah. That's even worse. Yeah. Described as Matchmaker Santa 2012. Eight years ago, Chabert played Melanie, a baker whose plans for a romantic weekend getaway get thwarted. Instead, thanks to a mysterious Santa, she ends up stranded in a small town, picturesque, of course, with her boyfriend's (laughs) best friend, Dean, Adam Mayfield, who may be a better partner for her after all. I can only assume that that is the one I saw, but just in general, it was definitely one of those. And it was just so... Nothing happened. And I think that was that was the most insulting of all. Like it was just like there were lots of lovely Christmas scenes, and then and then like they, were they bickered briefly about which you know nice scarf to wear or something, and then and then it was Christmas Day and everything was great, and it was really really bad. But obviously, second to that is last Christmas because you were angry. I was so angry, and I. <laughs> I don't watch that many films. I have my favourites. I don't watch a lot of new stuff. So that's why I didn't have much to pluck from here. I convinced my boyfriend to watch it with me because I was like, we've got to watch a Christmas film. And he's like, I like Amelia Clarke. I like George Michael. This is going to be fine. We got to the plot twist and we both went, what the fuck? (laughs) Loudly in our home. Very angry. And then my sister... About a week later, was like, I'm gonna watch this film. And I was like, Are you ready? Don't. <laughs> to be sad. And cross. And cross. Um, so I actually watched a Christmas film about two weeks ago. Okay. Which is possibly the worst film I have ever watched in my life. Perfect. Nice. Um, and it's called Father Christmas is Back. Is Back or Father Christmas hyphen back? Like, no, is back. Is back. 
is back. Okay, fine. Um, it's got the most amazing cast. Right. It's got Liz Hurley, John Cleese. No, not amazing. Well, it was in like the most expensive cast. Okay, okay. Liz Hurley. Liz yeah. Hurley, John Cleese. John Kelsey Cleese is Grammer. bankrupt. He's not expensive anymore. Okay. Uh, Chris Marshall. Chris Marshall? Okay, so it's got the most British recognisable cast. Yes. yes. Um, Tallulah Riley. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's got them all in it. And it's basically, I wouldn't even really be able to tell you what it's about, but it's about four sisters that go home, I think, for the weekend in this ginormous house and um, their dad, who is estranged... Who is John, please. Uh, no, he no? is the caretaker that's actually shagging the mum. What? Who is What's-Her-Name from... Um, oh, I love What's-Her-Name. Jonathan name. Creek. Uh, Madeline McGillen. Madeline McGillen. Uh, uh, Carolyn Quentin. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Kelsey Grammer is actually the dad that's been living in America. Oh, and, I love Kelsey Grammer. And he comes back Grammer. and he's like... This is my Kelsey Grammar this is, School. Yeah. This is my fiance, who's like the same age as all his daughters, and nothing really happens. That, that awful. It, it is so bad. Uh, Father Christmas is back. Twenty twenty one. Who's Father Christmas, and why is he back? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I literally couldn't tell you. So, uh, we are wrapping up for the year, but before we go, we have some wine to rate for tonight. So we had some mulled wine. I think the generic consensus was that it was good it was fine it was middle it was 2.5 it was it was perfectly nice mulled wine yeah i'd give it the same 2.5 yeah i would go the same so we've got middle of the road 2.5 mulled wine kim you have got the gold label uh gold label cab sab um yeah it's weird like it's it's really nice um but the more i thought about the tasting notes of ripe cassis and mint and overtones of mint. I do find that weird, mint. The more I started realising that it is quite a fresh like wine. A it's not like a spicy wine like I normally drink. Like, it's, it is weirdly minty. That's mm. strange for a red. So it's like, it fits, wine. but it doesn't fit. Um, so it doesn't not fit the conversation. Ooh, mint, you know, you mint. think of a candy cane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mint, mint is a yeah. quite, so it definitely really fits what we talked about. And I'm really glad I chose it. And actually, I would definitely have it again, but that doesn't mean I love it. So I'm going to give it a three because okay. I just feel like it's it's like it's good wine. It's it's, it's actually really good wine. Like solid. It doesn't one. have a lot of heart. <laughs> um, so three okay. grapes, three. Fair enough. What Alex, about your pig you wine? Had your... You didn't have your tiny. I didn't have my right? tiny coke. I'm going to save it for my stocking filler. Uh, and so I had the squealing pig um, Sauvignon Blanc. Um, it was very nice. It didn't. I don't know how well it paired with Christmas in general because it was just a Sauvignon Blanc. It was. It was very nice. I'm gonna give it. A th- uh, oh, I'm gonna give it a three point five. Nice. Yeah, I would recommend. So, thank you for listening to the last episode of 2021 um, from Grape Culture. We will be back in the new year. We are doing a little bit of a reshuffle. We will discuss the posting regularity and various other things near the time. But for now, thank you for listening to the entire year. If you have been listening to the entire year, if you listened to this episode, then fucking thank you so very much. <laughs> uh, it's been another shitter of a year, but. Um, we are really glad that you've listened to Great Culture in this time. Um, we will be back with more 
uh, our first opinions on pop culture things in the new year. So please do keep an eye on our social media channels for updates of when we will be back. Um, we are on Twitter at Great Culture Pod. We are on Instagram at Great Culture Podcast. And you can check out our website, which is greatculturepodcast.co.uk. In the meantime, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.